0: Welcome to the Film Club, the Focus Film Club, with me, Gareth. And me, Ellis. And uh, this yes. month, we are talking about two lovely films in the Whodunit sub subgenre. Is it a sub-genre, It? Yeah. And yeah,
1: it's a mystery, is the main genre, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah.
0: The first one is a new release. And it is the next adventure for Poirot. What's his first name? Uh, Hercule. Hercule Poirot. Someone calls him Hercules at some point in this one. Yeah. The Haunting in Venice. A Haunting in Venice, should I say. It's just the one haunting. And the second film is going to be Charade, starring Audrey Hepburn and, what's his name? Cary Grant. You got there, and what we'll do is, I think we're going to talk about one at a time, aren't we? Yep. So if you're new to Film Club, we basically we don't spoil them outrageously, I wouldn't say, but if you've not seen the films, we might talk about things that will be pertinent to the plot. Yes. And if you're happy with that, well, just chill out. But if you're not, we'll put. I think we'll put the uh, the timestamps in the yeah. in the description so you can skip ahead. But make sure you go and watch them because charade is on Amazon Prime at the minute, at the time of recording. And A Haunting of Venice is probably still at the cinema, but by the yeah. time this is out, maybe it won't be.
1: And just to clarify, Gareth will probably call it Charade, and I will probably call it Charade, and we are talking about the same film.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I might call it Venice, and you might call it Venice. Because Venice
1: Navidad. That's because what I always say. Just
0: who Alice is. Alice is
1: anyone really who they seem to be? Um, what are you on about? Is anyone really who they seem to be? Is this your first question? That's about, my first question. About what? Is anyone really who they seem to be? Uh, what your perspective of someone is different to another's perspective of that person. We all have different perspectives of everybody. How crazy is that?
0: What's this on? You've not, you,
1: you've read that. It's Sherrod's tagline. Is, is anyone really right. who they seem to be? Are we talking about Sherrod first then? Wait. Well, no, but what do we usually start with? Yeah. Yeah, the new one, but... Well, we'll start with the new one. I was just asking a question. Last time, last time I asked a really good question. You were like, that's a great question. It's about thieves. Would you rather be an honour among thieves? Yes. Or a, yeah. This time, lead. It went down badly, yeah. Well, I was thinking in advance. I'm going to charade to Gareth, a haunting in Venice. And I thought that was a, a podcast. <laughs> so I've opted away from it well, could that. do
0: it because I could, I could guess it. Yeah. Okay. But I, I'd vocally You've obviously guess really it. really vocally. Right. Obviously. I mean, you're going to know what it is. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, I'll, um, I'll, I'll charade to you a different Kenneth Branagh film.
0: Okay. Are you ready? It, or is it a book? You've already let the game. You can't do that now. Oh, well, I'm going to. It's a film. Yeah. One word. Two syllables. First syllable. 10. Second syllable. Uh, you're pointing to the roof. 10 ceiling, 10, 10 bicycle, 10 sky, uh, sky, space, point, ET. <laughs> Tenet. <laughs> yes. Oh. Hopefully that'll come across, I but so. uh, really it might not. not but you're pretty happy with that. <laughs> But that was great. 10 2 Yeah. Hey. That was good to be fair. <laughs> I'll go, wow. You just think of it like that. Top of your head. Yeah. Wow. We got there. It's like uh, Richard Osman's House of Games. What's next? Yeah. Uh, next. <laughs>
1: I am going to name a city in Europe. And I would like you to name the country. That it is in. Oh, I was hoping for something better, but nothing came out. Venice, uh, Italy. The, the city, <laughs> the city is Paris, France. Paris is in the film, charade.
0: Nice. K charade, charade. Whatever will be, will be. So let's talk. You you're gagging to talk about charade. So let's talk about that charade. So tell me, Ellis, what's charade, charade about? It
1: is a about um, Audrey Hepburn's character, who is called Regina, right? Yeah, Regina. Regina Lampert. Her husband's died. Her husband's been murdered. She finds out he got pushed off a train. Dead. She's on a skiing trip and she meets this bloke called Peter, who's played by Cary Grant. And charming. Charming bloke. Soon she and Peter are giving chase to three of her late husbands, World War II cronies. They are called Tex and Scobie and Gideon.
0: Do you know anyone called Scobie or Tex? No. I wish.
1: No. Do you? No. Do you know what though? They want quarter of a million dollars because they stole it behind enemy lines. They want it back. Yeah. But meanwhile, Peter, Cary Grant, he keeps changing his name and Audrey Hepburn doesn't know why.
0: It's a mystery. I've spruced up a synopsis I've got in front of me there, I hope. That was you brought it alive. Thank you. I couldn't have done that. Um it also stars Walter Mattow, which I'm a big fan of. Oh yeah. He was the um we're spoiler territory now. He was the fake detective. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um and he's in a he's great. What else have you seen him in? When I was a, a kid. One of the uh, films I was obsessed with was Dennis the Menace, and he was the granddad in Dennis the Menace. Great. But more famously, he is in The Odd Couple with ah, um, Thingy Lemon. Um, uh, Jack. Jack Lemon. And I, I think me and you would be great in that play. Let's do it. What's holding us
1: back? Nothing.
0: There you go. Uh, but I'd, I'd play Walter Matau, the grump, grumpy one, and you'd right. be the really camp. Um, great one who's split. he's he split up from his wife but he's just overly clean and right so i'm the dirty one you're the clean one basically. sounds great and oh. he's moaning so i uh, yeah mm-hmm. i moan don't i but i not quite moan well sarah would probably say of course he can moans but you're like no you're a nice guy you're a nice guy but uh, behind you the scenes you can be a nice guy and moan though yeah yeah to a degree
1: yeah if you're like, oh, I don't kids on my lawn, then you're just a to be Luckily,
0: I've got no kids on my lawn. You've got no lawn? I don't oh, have really? a lawn. Out the front? Not out the front. That's what I mean. You don't have kids on your back lawn, are you? Through the gate. Exactly. That's why I said, luckily, I don't. There's right. it's, it's rumours then, isn't there? Um, <laughs> I've got no front lawn, and then my back lawn is all mine. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Talking about your front and back lawn. <laughs> you brought it up? Yeah. Anyway, Anyway. Walter Matta was great. Carrie Grant's charming as you like. Audrey Hepburn, Audrey Hepburn is, dare I say it? Can I say it? It's cute. Wow. <laughs> I I, fa-
1: I fancied her, it. I just didn't expect that. Even when she was wearing a condom at the start.
0: I don't care what she's wearing. A giant, just, what was it, that it was, it was her eyes. Mm-hmm. This isn't my question list, but, and I could cut it out, but I've got to ask, I've got to ask the question. Films obviously make people immortal. Is it a bit weird when you fancy someone on the screen and you know they're dead? Or you know they're now really old? Mm. Which is a bit uneasy about it. No. But then I embrace it.
1: I think that's okay. I think it's fine. Because oh, it's no. timeless. You're, you're fancying them in that moment. Yeah. It's like,
0: well, I'll, I know it's fine, morally. Mm. What I'm asking you is, do you find it, do you get a bit, oh, that's a bit weird? I mean, if it's ever happened to you.
1: I don't think so. I don't think I've ever realised after, but, oh, but they're dead.
0: I don't really realise after, I realise at the time. Oh. I'm like, oh, she's nice to look at. Well, she's, dead. Dead. she's dead now, but. Yeah.
1: No, I don't think I, just mm, a fa- just I a don't after. think so. Unless it's just happening subconsciously, I've never like.
0: And even more morbidly. Sometimes I watch old films and I think everybody in this is dead. Yeah, that's rough. As, do you, does that go through your mind? Well,
1: I had a thing once I was sat at my friend's house and he had a like old bookshelf with loads of really old books mm. in it. And I picked one up and it was a picture book of dogs. And the book came out in 1994. Yeah. This was like a couple of years ago. And I was just flicking through like dog, dead, dead, dead.
0: Every single dog. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's easy to have a bit of an existential crisis when you start thinking,
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, and going, Christ, yeah.
0: J- Jesus, they're all yeah. gone. And yeah, th- this is them in their prime. Yeah. Anyway, I'm digressing. You know, I- point of the matter is speaking of prime, Audrey- Gerard's on prime. <laughs> <laughs> Audrey Heckburn is uh, fun. She's fun.
1: It's time for facts from the past. It's coming in early. that's what I think the noise of the poster for Sherrod's making yeah Ooh, it's like a spirally thing anyway I've gone with facts from the past early because I feel like it's going to come up in conversation so I'm going to get it out there straight away the facts centre around Cary Grant and specifically his age okay he initially turned down the film because he felt it would be inappropriate to be in a relationship with Audrey Hepburn in the film considering he turned 59 while shooting the film when she was early 30s, I think. That's uh, rare. Yeah. Um, that's the, my first note is that in the 60s, that he's well, like... And men. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. And that he's like, mm, I think that's weird. The screenwriter worked hard scripts script so that it never seemed predatory, because that was Grant's biggest problem. He was that's, like, I don't want to come across that's as... pretty forward. Yeah. Um, and then Cary Grant read it and he loved it. And he was right in his prediction, though, because when the film released, all reviewers could talk about was the 28-year age gap. That was all they were focusing on. Um, it was also agreed while they were shooting the film that Cary Grant wouldn't remove his shirt in the shower scene. You know that weird scene when he's, like, showing oh, yeah, suit? Yeah. I was thinking, that poor suit. Um, he felt it was wrong for a man nearly 60 to be, like, topless yeah. in the shower in this yeah. scene. So... Yeah, it is clear, however, that Hepburn's character was into Order Men in this film because her husband was, like, in the Second World War 20 years ago and was uh, had a, like, higher position as well. Yeah. So that's part of her character. So, yeah, I was... That's kind of how I was going to run it off. Is it's quite a forward-thinking... I mean, A, yes, it's it's rare that um, um, you hear such a story of a, of a man. But also that in the 60s, when this was just the norm... He was getting against the grain in this one, um, and speaking up. And I just thought that was interesting and
0: worth. Yeah, talking that about. is. Yeah, that is really good. Very interesting. Yeah, go. I've got nothing to add to it, but that is no, interesting. That's fine. That's,
1: I, I think this is the only Cary Grant film I've seen. Really,
0: I think so. that's an interesting. It's a delayed reaction. Like I've not seen North by Northwest. And oh, I, yeah. That needs to be. On your list. Okay. And I watched His Girl Friday quite recently as well. I don't know why I watched that, but I did. I remember seeing you'd logged that, yeah. Um, and that was pretty charming. They talk really fast in it, but the I, the, the, I think that was the, what they were going for.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know, I don't know as I've watched anything with Audrey Hepburn in until now.
0: Wow. Carrie Grant looks superb in a suit. He does. I wish I... Well, I think you can. I think you pull off suit. Thanks, mate. But like more regularly or just, w- w- you just wish I wore a suit. a suit. It's
1: not the norm anymore. Yeah, there, there and it, everywhere. Yeah.
0: I mean, I guess people just go, he's a businessman. It's a nuisance wearing a suit. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but you look the part. Yeah.
1: I hadn't worn a suit, like full suit with a tie for a long time until your until wedding. wedding. How does it feel? It felt great. I got a lot of compliments as well, which was really Yeah, nice. you look good as well. Thanks, mate. Not as good as you.
0: Thanks, mate. I think this is my first um, audio episode. She's Prop good, though. Yeah, she's great. Um, I thought she brought a lot to it. And her character is really good as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, the the chemistry was great. Carrie, I remember, I, what two icons to have in the it's same It's a bit film?
1: massive, isn't it? Yeah. Like- yeah, a cinematic duo like that elevates the film. I could, I think about it like, what is the like present day equivalent of those two appearing in a film like this? And I thought George Clooney and Julia Roberts in that Ticket yeah. to Paradise. Yeah, and a very different film, but it, that's the sort of stature
0: that it brings. I've, I've got some. I've got a question for you. Go on. Have you ever um, struggled in removing an orange from a woman's cleavage? Was that what With, it was, an orange? I think it was an orange. I couldn't tell. No. It's the simple answer. What's the complicated answer? No. no. <laughs> right. So that whole thing was really bizarre. Yeah. What is that all about? But it was really, it was a plot device in the end, because she, because Audrey Hepburn took the orange from, Cary Grant turned around and it was one of the people she was trying to run away from. She was like, Oh Christ. You could have you done st- this in a lot of different ways, but you chose yeah, yeah, yeah. an orange congo essentially. Yeah. It was weird. I part for
1: a split second thought entered my brain, this would be a great party game. And I was like, No, it wouldn't It'd be
0: disgusting. I things. think I've played it. Well, you gotta be familiar with everyone. It was hilarious watching Cary Grant try and do it, though. <laughs> it, it was it was, yeah. was really he, good. He was good, yeah. He got into it, didn't he? Yeah.
1: But they also have the, like, the hey moment whilst they're passing between each other. They're like, "Oh yeah. hey, we're more than just- Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <was> so <laughs>
0: Honestly, what I thought was an onion, but now an orange <laughs> sounds more realistic. He does say, I think, this orange, I think he right. says it. Okay, he good. wouldn't say this onion, would he? No. But yeah, that's what made it even bizarre. Because yeah, Edda like, a moment are like, are we going to kiss? <laughs> <laughs> just take oh, this no, orange out. This in the way. But Um, then she turns around and then it's the evil guy. She's like, oh, Christ. But I mean, why not? I've literally written here,
1: I never thought I'd see the (laughs) the leads in a big film pass what looks like a white onion between their (laughs)
0: chins. (laughs) Wasn't paying attention.
1: (laughs) Staying on food though, Hepburn has a chicken sandwich. There are some great sandwich scenes in film, it got me thinking. Black Widow in Avengers Endgame. Yep whose sandwich gets eaten by Ant-Man, the pastrami on rye in Where Harry Met Sally, the moist maker in Friends. What is the best sandwich you've ever eaten?
0: Well, first off, obviously, did you say it was Hepburn eating the sandwich? Yeah. But I think, because Walter Matau's eating the sandwich throughout that scene as well, yeah. and I think he carries it off slightly better because yeah. the whole conversation, he's just tucking into yeah. a, a new... But it's like at the start of the scene, she's offered. she's like, no, like do you Then sandwich? And she has one. And then later, yeah. Um, there was a, obviously I'm a vegetarian, but my, my goatee sandwich, my whole life has been uh cheese, pickle, cucumber. Love it. However, my favorite right. sandwich, I'd say there used to be a butcher or there is a butcher in Aberystwyth called Morgan's, right? And they used to do a Morgan's cob, Morgan's roll three pound 50. Well, obviously butchers. Like the best place to get meat, but they used to roast some either pork, lamb, or beef. And for three pound fifty, you could have a mix or one, and then all the different sauces. You have crackling, mm. and they and they proper chucked it on right, yeah, and it was really thick. Oh yeah, slow I'm cooked. I'm so hungry. Um, and it was Morgan's roll was the one, and I Google, I I I think they still do it. But you need to the, go back uh, and have it. Well, well, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Have you got a counter offer?
1: Uh well, the one thing I could think was when we went to the south of France, me and two friends a few years ago, we bought baguettes of and course. bought loads of um nice French cheese mm. and French sausage and stacked it in there. Yeah. And like oh a, my god, it was amazing. a French subway. Yeah. Like for lunch. We'd like go to the pool for a bit. And we're like, should we go back to the, we were camping. Should we go back to the tent and have some lunch? Just making the baguette. It was all part of it. Mm. Eating the, ah, oh, loved it.
0: The memories as well. Yeah. Beautiful, that. Yeah. Lovely. Um. <coughs> but yes, I, I that sandwich moment did stand out for me because yeah. I just enjoyed him. Eating the sandwich. Eat, yeah. More than one.
1: The. We haven't spoke about the opening titles. We need to, because they're so good. Yeah. Than- I mean that's all I'm really going to say about it. But
0: it reminded me of Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. or Um,
1: 101 Dalmations reminded me of that. Yeah, that's got the like. Have you watched the morning that's... show, no, but I'm going to. It's on my somewhere.
0: Right the head. opening credits is that sort of similar. Those like things chasing each other, like dots and sure. But yes, it was very. It was very cool, wasn't it? Mm.
1: How um, much does an opening title sequence set up? Like how much does it put you in? The it movie? can help,
0: can't it? Yeah, it can definitely help. If it's got one, some don't have them, do they? No. Um, But yeah, things like Catch Me If You Can, I remember going, this is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You messaged me partway through watching Sherrod. Yeah.
1: Saying, I'm loving this. What point in the film were you at when
0: you messaged that? Do you remember? Probably a good half hour in. Was it the church scene? Mm, Yeah, that was great. Because that was really good. Fantastic, Yeah. I thought, yeah, in the church scene when people just kept walking in creepily, I thought this got a bit of something about it yeah, yeah. rather than just like a normal caper. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, even that opening uh, animation stuff, yeah, it sets you up for the fact that this is going to be fun. It's going to be something different. Um, And then, because I didn't know anything about it no, when I pre- cr- uh, pressed pray. Then I saw Carrie Grant walk in, then Audrey Hepburn, Walter Matto. I was like, bloody hell. <laughs> And it's funny at some really funny moments, um, like the orange. Do you have anything to add to the opening scene thing or?
1: No, I just, I completely agree. Yeah, I think it sets you up, um, because it is something different. It's something we don't get enough now. So it's something yeah. a little bit different happening. So.
0: If you were a detective, you decided tomorrow, right, I'm going to be. You wouldn't know that I'm not. That's, well, no, I mean, they're not always private. No, true. But imagine. Sorry, continue. You're building a file up on me. Continue with your question. I've got nothing on him. (laughs) (laughs) He's not even got kids in his garden. (laughs) Um. So what I want to know is, what would be your outfit choices? Mm. What, would you have a catchphrase? What kind of crime would you investigate? And all those sorts of things. Okay. Outfit. Yeah.
1: Waistcoat. Waistcoat. Nice. Pocket watch. In the waistcoat. I've never, I've always wanted to Just because like, you want one. Yeah, yeah. Just like flick a pocket watch out. Yeah. Um, With some smart trousers and then a long coat. No blazer. Yeah. Just a waistcoat and then a long
0: coat. Like a trench coat. Is that what like they're a, called?
1: Like a- not even a trench coat. Like a, I'm thinking like David Tennant and Doctor Who vibes. Right. He wears like a big long brown coat. But it's not necessarily a trench coat, it's like an overcoat. Uh what was the next question? Catchphrase. Gotcha fool. That would be my wow. catchphrase. Oh wow. Or like n- you've been nipped in the bud. That'd be nipped good. In the bud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you've been nipped you in the say, bud. You could say, yeah, we've nipped that one in the bud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Interchangeably, yeah.
1: And then like, if someone said, I'm just going to nip to the shop, I'd be like, nip. And then they'd be like, no, don't say it. You can't just nip- keep saying nip. It's <laughs> yeah. a bit weird. Oh yeah, true. Uh, would it be a film or TV series? Oh, a TV show. Imagine an episodic thing. would we call Barthorpe. And that'd be called nipped in the bud. <laughs> Every episode is a new case that I'm trying to nip in the bud. <laughs> it's,
0: it's brilliant. <laughs> Could be called Bud after a while.
1: Yeah. People uh, would call it, but have you seen the newest episode of Bud?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it rolls that rolls off the tongue. Yeah. But have you seen the episode of Nipped in the Bud? Yeah. Sounds like <laughs> sounds like a sitcom from the 70s mm. What channel? ITV, surely. Yeah, go
1: on then. Yeah.
0: Bit on ITV. Now on ITV. It's the new series of Bud
1: and then he'd walk in boys didi didi a new case
0: wow there's more camp than I I was thinking more serious gritty his didi 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 in the bud. didi didi in the bud, that's yeah. true.
1: Nip that in the bud. Wow. It's
0: very wink to the camera.
1: I'm thinking, there's room for that. There's nothing like that coming out now. <laughs> nothing like no, there
0: isn't. You're right. It's probably reason <laughs> for it. Would, well, w- would you differ? Yeah, <laughs> I would differ. Yeah. Get <laughs> to elaborate. Um, would you? I'd have a trench coat, like a what are they? Brown, beigey. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that sort of colour. This, co- yeah, this, yeah, this essentially. Yeah. Um, I'd probably go sort of like film noir mm you know with a hat, hat. um in the shadows mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
1: at least yeah yeah
0: um I my cat would be mm, uh I don't know what it would be because um what's his name Columbo had it's got one more thing mm so, so something, something like that, something, like something yeah. a bit more, it's not in the title. I think the title would be Bradwick, right? Oh yeah. I'd yeah. watch it. Film or TV? Um, It's a good question. I'd probably, you kind of want to start on TV, didn't you? Mm.
1: What, and then you want to film?
0: I want to film, For, yeah, of course
1: I Bradwick, do. Bradwick the movie. Yeah, Bradwick. Um. We went to watch a Murder is Announced, which is an Agatha Christie thing, a uh, uh, play of it a few weeks ago. Yeah. When Miss Marple walked on, everyone in the audience was like, whey! Because I forgot that she was just, she just walked into different Agatha Christie murders, didn't she? Yeah. And there she was and everyone
0: loved it. That's what, that would be what would happen in the cinema when I walked on yeah. Bradwick. Oh, Bradwick. Hey. Yeah, probably something like, got got some questions. Oh yeah. Something like that. Yeah So
1: the newer film is A Haunting in Venice Yes Which is directed by Kenneth Branagh After he has done Murder on the Orient Express And Death on the Nile Both of those have massive casts He has reduced The stature of his cast a little bit However he's still got Tina Fey Kyle Allen Jamie Dornan Fresh off the back of his Role in Belfast You've got Jude Hill You've also got Camille um, Cotton as well So you know Still not holding back. Like it's still a pretty decent, strong cast. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go straight into a question. This cast felt like it was missing someone, I thought, to really like bring it home and give it that. I don't know. There were bits in this where I was a little bit like, oh, when it wasn't Poirot or someone else I knew, I was a little bit bored. Did you think that? And if so... Who would you add,
0: if anybody? Um, I wasn't bored. I enjoyed the s- slower nature of this compared to the last two. Mm. I really enjoyed the setting. Like Venice was, it looked great. I felt like it was a big step up from the last, especially the last one. I really didn't enjoy the mm, no. uh, Death on the Nile. Death on the Nile. So I thought it was okay as it was. Mm-hmm. I understand that you might think it should add somebody. So who do you think? Well, I saw add someone like, even if like Michelle Yeoh
1: was in it more. Yeah. I think that's what it needed. It needed like that other eccentric character. I think because you often expect the detective to be very eccentric, but in this one, he was quite reserved as Poirot compared to the last two. Yeah, I felt like there wasn't that like over the top nature, which obviously people like about it i didn't love the last one either but i didn't love this one but for very different reasons
0: yeah um yeah the last one i just thought was over cgi'd for a start yeah. it just looked awful yeah. and it went to camp
1: yeah you're absolutely right about the location though i like, does not forget to showcase how amazing venice looks like it top and tails yeah. the film with just amazing shots of venice yeah
0: yeah um but yeah, I quite liked The Slow Place. I don't know. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Because I nearly nodded off. Did you? Genuinely, yeah. Which was a shame. But then by the end, I was back in it for the last like 20 minutes. It was all going on.
0: Yeah. Um, I watched it at the Regal in Melton. Mm-hmm. Quite a nice setting for it. Mm-hmm. I was date night as well. So I was just in a good mood. Yeah. You know, just enjoying the cinema. But you went with Alice Potter. Yeah, terrible
1: experience. <laughs> he um, he wanted to go see Expend Four Balls, which I could have done without. Uh-huh. But I said, well, I need to see Haunting in Venice for this film club. So I'll see Expendables if you see Haunting in Venice. He said, that sounds like a horror. He doesn't like horrors. So I said, it's not, I assure you. And then we went to both and he nearly shat himself through this. It's not scary, but he was like just jumping at every possible sound that there was, looking, honestly looking behind his hand because he was so worried. So Mr. Potter was not a fan.
0: So you think it needed uh, a more, an over more, another over the top character.
1: Yeah. well, just a bit more eccentricity. I think cause it's such a dark setting in that house. Yeah. And I think cause I was used to in the last one, they're also like glamorous, everyone that's there. So yeah. it was just different. And yeah, I don't know. And you saw that as a good thing. And a lot of people have said it's like, because a lot of people liked the first one and people are saying it's like a return to form. Mm, But it's a lot different to the
0: first one, I think.
1: Yeah. What I did love was like his artistic flair. It's obvious that he's done this after Belfast and like there were certain shots. I was like, that's really interesting shot and a really nice shot. And there was a lot of like POV shots of him walking through hallways and stuff, which I really liked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely tell. I think that's what it is. Put it in my review, I think that it's like, even if it's just from a, a filmmaking point of view, that I've never seen such a big difference from one film to the next from a no. series. Yeah, sure. Just for the quality and the fact that they're actually visiting the locations now. Yeah. Like if they do another one, they can't go back to CGIing a pyramid. Mm, and like, no, no. I know there's a diff- more difficult place to film and things, but maybe just don't set it there. Just go somewhere
1: else. But like, it can't be that difficult to like just
0: get on a boat,
1: right? And get on some water. Yeah. I don't know. I don't work in film, but. <laughs> but
0: there's, it pays to, it, just the look of this, it pays to be on locations Yes. It? Yeah, absolutely. Talking of destinations, which destination from the Poirot series would you prefer to visit? So you've got a ride on the Orient Express. Mm. You can go to Cairo and visit the pyramids. We can go to Venice. Have you been to any of those? None of them. And this is going to surprise you.
1: Honestly, I'd pick the Orient Express.
0: I don't think it would. That doesn't surprise me. I thought that's what you'd say.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I've just always been intrigued by going on a train holiday. It's always appealed to me. And I think it appeals to me mainly because of films like that when you see... Like mm. the Darjeeling Limited. I mean, that's very different. Or Harry Potter, when it's like proper trains with carriages and
0: the like, corridors. And stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Like that appeals to me. And uh, then dining areas as well like on trains. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, proper romantic stuff, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Um. There is a place not far from here you can do that, but it's a, it's like a a train track that's about um, two miles long or something, and you can have an experience and just go up and down. Right.
1: See, I think part of the appeal is like going through like the Mm. mountains or something in the south I've seen
0: the Orient Express, That's pretty cool. And I've been to Cairo and Venice. Wow. you're a prick, aren't I? That's the only reason you asked that question, wasn't it? And which was your favourite? Um, well, I didn't go on the Orient Express. You saw it. It Saw it. It's very nice. It was, and it was in Venice. So you saw the Orient Express (laughs) in (laughs) Venice? Yeah. Getting out. Yeah, that's mad. That just that's just on the River (laughs) Nile. What (laughs) on my way to Cairo, (laughs) Uh, Venice by far, by far away.
1: I would love to go to Venice.
0: It's exactly how you imagine it. Right, it's stunning. You have everyone has to go if you can afford to and can get there. Mm. It's um, yeah, it's amazing. Take your partner, right, or else.
1: In the last film, Poirot's moustache got a backstory. Mm. I felt the moustache had been forgotten. Did you feel like that? Like it had been left in the background in this instalment.
0: Yeah, I've got some um, Hollywood gossip about that. (gasps) I can't wait. So there was a big falling out on set between the moustache and Kenneth Branagh, yeah. And a big, big falling out. He's giving him lip. <laughs> Kenneth I was giving him a nip and then, <laughs> and then since then um, it's good he's talked him round Kenneth went to him and said look just come back we need you for the third instalment yeah. and the moustache's like alright you've got to pay me And obviously um,
1: got a bit hairy for a second a- but they sorted out
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yes the tension was uh you could tell the tension between the mustache and yeah and Brian at the time. Yeah,
1: well, at least they managed to shave it in the end. Save it in the end. <clears throat> I must ask you another question.
0: <laughs> Fuck <What> sake, it- <laughs> I quit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is it about a murder mystery that we love so much? I fully believe these films still sell like and only get made again because it's a murder mystery and we just like the concept of going to one um like look at the success of knives out for example plus there's been a rise in true crime as well why do we obsess over these unsolved mysteries is it because it's like a game
0: i uh, think that, <laughs> that true crime and murder mysteries are different things yeah. Oh yeah, they are. Different. I know they're literally different things, yeah, yeah. but they're, they're hitting different spots. spots for the audience. So murder mysteries, there's a, you go in there to solve a puzzle and people like puzzles. Um, you're not there to, I think true crime There's a morbid fascination about yeah. what's actually happened. And cause it's actually has happened. You're like, Oh my God, I need to watch this. Sure. Um, it's not as artistically made a lot of the time. No. Because it's literally look at how horrible this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas you're going for the caper with the um murder mystery, aren't like you? For a the fun of time. it and the yeah. Yeah, because you want to go along for that ride. Um yeah, it's the greatest puzzle in
1: cinemas. I'll tell you what. Anything else you liked about this that you wanted to mention?
0: Um C-sharp. Um, no, that's enough. Well, I, I just hope they do make another one. <laughs> what? I hope they make another one. Yeah, me too. That's why,
1: I mean. Like, even though I'm like, eh,
0: I still want them to do another one. Yeah. So
1: what is that about? Like, why can I dislike something and then want more?
0: Well, I didn't after the second one. I was like, ah, oh, forget it. I
1: still did. I was still like, I didn't like that, but I want them to do another one. When they said they were doing
0: a in in Venice, I was like, wait. It's Pyro, though, isn't it? pyro has got something about him, yeah, can you do a Pyro impression? <laughs> do I annoy you by asking you this every no, time
1: I love it, but I just can't do' and I know you know I can't,
0: so you're walking into a room, yeah you're about to you know what the answer is.
1: I have solved the murder
0: German it is <laughs> it's German you can don't put your face it you're is, trying not to look at me it is. Bradwick. Bradwick was good. That's it. Oh. You've done worse. I have done worse, but it wasn't. So let's put them on the Hang on, You th- haven't box office or boomed. <laughs> oh yeah. I've got the details as well. <laughs> oh box office. I tell you what I've also done well, I'll tell you in a second. Uh do you want the box office for both? Because I've got the box office. Oh, go for it. Boom. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So, Haunting in Venice to date. Box office boom. Haunting in Venice box office to date. Boom. Domestically in the US, 31 mil, nearly 32.
1: International,
0: Mm -hmm. 58 mil. A total box office of $89,889,000. It's not as bad as I thought it was. Not too bad. Not too bad. And um, it's quite low down. Yeah. I think it's like, let me have a quick, I think it's like 40th or something. 42nd mm. so I far, would have expected video. it to do much
1: worse after
0: the last film, to be honest,
1: but. It's
0: done better than Paw Patrol.
1: And that's not even out yet. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's out now. Oh. September oh. 29th. Oh, there we go. Oh, that's in the US, mind you. Um, Let's flip over to Charade, Charade. Charade, Charade. Worldwide box office of $13.4 million. Again, for the 60s. Let me stop you there. Oh. I've also adjusted it for inflation. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And it's uh, adjusted for inflation in 2022. It would be $132 million. Wow. So actually performed better than Wanting in Venice.
1: Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Saying what, you've upped the quality of that section i to have to pull my finger out next time.
0: Anyway, Quiz time. Quiz time. Quiz time. Quiz time. time. Time, 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 time. Quiz time. Keep forgetting about the quiz. Quiz time. Pressure.
1: Right. Five out of five means it's off. You've got to come up with a quiz. Yeah. Instead of me. And you don't have to answer and try and get five. Will you do it this time? We're only on the 13th quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. It's always something that links the two films in some way. I'm going to name an actor. Yeah. You have to tell me whether that actor has worked with Audrey Hepburn or Kenneth Branagh or both.
0: You're not telling me some of them have worked with both. There might be. Wow. There might be. Okay. Richard Dreyfuss of
1: Jaws and Ah. Close Encounters fame. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: Has he worked with Hepburn, Branagh,
0: maybe both? <laughs> My instinct says Hepburn. Always go with your instinct. Hepburn. It's correct. Hey. There we go. I usually fall at the first hurdle, do, so that's so promising. One. Number two, Judy Dench. Hmm. Has she worked with both of them? She would have worked with Branna, surely. Has she worked with both of them? Because she was around the same time. Hepburn's not British, so she's American. Mm. That doesn't matter. That's a good, you can it's a good
1: point to come into your head, though.
0: I'm going to say Branna. You'd be correct. Thank. She- God! It's
1: been in loads. They've done plays together and stuff. Yeah. not it weird, like, they've been married. They've been-, hus- like been Shakespeare and stuff, isn't it? Like- mother and son. There've been, they've been loads of different dynamics. But yeah, they've worked in, on film, Henry V, Murder on the Orient Express. Um, Branagh directed Judy Dench in Belfast as well. Next one, Robert De Niro. Robert
0: De Niro. This is tough, because I don't know if he's ever worked with Branagh, but surely he wouldn't have. Laughing at. He wouldn't have, would he? Would he? I don't also believe that he's worked with Roger Hepburn. I don't think I he was... Oh, fucking hell. I will tell you he's definitely worked with
1: one of them. I'm going uh, <laughs> to... I'm going to say branner Oh, you're spot on. Well done. In Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which is a 90s
0: film. They don't really cross over her, him and Hepburn, really. No. What am I on? Very different films. Four. Three out of five. Here's question four. Oh.
1: Full health so far.
0: So far. The pressure is palpable.
1: <laughs> Peter O'Toole. From? <laughs> if I tell you the film, you'll be able to work it out. No, Peter O'Toole was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, was he Dracula at one point? But he was in Lawrence of, he's Lawrence of Arabia. Um mm-hmm. uh he was in Beckett, he was in he was very big in the sixties, The Line of Winter. But then he has he was in like he's the old boy in Troy, um and he's Anton Ego in Ratatouille So he did some older
0: parts. He could have he could have worked with both. Could it is possible. Bran is an odd one, isn't he? Because he does a lot of stage stuff. Yeah, I've not included stage. I've just included But stage. no, I mean, he's quite prolific stage. Yeah, wise, yeah, But I don't know that much, many films he's been in, but he, he spans back to the 80s, I think, doesn't he? Yeah. Do I go both? I'm tempted to go both, you know. Only because you floated the idea of both. I did. You, You've still
1: got another question. Not that I'm saying that's both, but I'm just saying <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
0: either of them might be. Oh, fuck. Uh, yeah. I don't know what to do because I think you just... Oh,
1: Christ. I'm just hitting the spanners in the works.
0: Now I'm thinking Hepburn. It's taking longer because I really want to get five. Yeah, I know. Uh, Hepburn.
1: That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) They were in a film called How to Steal a Million. The big question is, was the both a complete red herring? Or... Is it Hepburn or is it branner The last actor is Richard Harris. Who's in... <laughs> uh, he was the bloke in Gladiator.
0: The... Oh, who played Caesar? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: that's it. He was the guy in um, Unforgiven. He was in Patriot Games. He was in... 60s
0: films like The Guns of Navarone, like Orca. I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to say both. Because he's Shakespeare. I think he's Shakespeare. So I think, and it's Barthorpe. He's he's Richard Harris. That he is in, he has worked with both of them. I feel I did give it away a little bit. (laughs) That's just giving me the confidence to go for it. But yeah, you're correct.
1: Five out of Yay! Five! Yay!
0: Congratulations. You know I really, really tried there. Yeah. This is the longest the quiz has Your ever lasted. Your glasses
1: were on and off at least five times.
0: <laughs> oh! So
1: he was in Robin and Marion with Audrey Hepburn. And then he was obviously in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets as Dumbledore with Lockouts. Uh, he was Dumbledore. Played by Kenneth Branagh. I didn't, I didn't realize, want to say he was Dumbledore. When I didn't I realize he films. was Dumbledore. Yeah. I didn't want to go, he was Dumbledore because then you'd have,
0: yeah. might have. I didn't realize he was the Dumbledore that, I didn't realize that. The first, the first. The, the same guy who was the, the gladiator guy was yes. Dumbledore.
1: Yeah. In the first films. And then it was obviously Well, I've learned remember. something new today. There you go. Five out of five, which is your best performing quiz.
0: And you know what that means, Alice. Go on. It's your turn to oh, face yes. the quiz next month.
1: And we said last time that <laughs> I'm going to get five out of five. First. <laughs> you are. So now you host the quiz until I get five. Honestly,
0: out Honestly, Alice, this is going to be the hardest quiz um, <laughs> you've ever, you've ever known. I can't wait. I cannot wait.
1: Well, we need to put them on the wall. So currently... Top five, you've got The Truman Show, The Dark Knight, Top Gun Maverick, Dune, and Across the Spider-Verse. Bottom five, you've got Super Mario Bros, Sharknado, Meg 2 The Trench, Violet Knight, and Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. Okay, yeah. So let's start with, well, you choose. What do you want to start with?
0: Um, I think, what should we start with? Uh, let's go charade first charade uh (laughs) same with charade charade so you think it's better than robin hood
1: this is the one i was thinking of because obviously we did it last week yeah um i don't think it's better than the gentleman
0: do you think it's better than mario brothers uh yes so i think it's better than robin hood so between The Gentleman and Robin Hood, so putting it in the 23rd. Yeah. Or oh, do you prefer it to The Gentleman? I prefer, no, I think that's a good place, yeah. below The Gentleman, above Robin Hood.
1: Yeah, which puts it in 23rd. Yeah. First question, A Haunting in Venice or Charade, which did you prefer?
0: Because mm. I
1: preferred Sherrard.
0: Yeah. But which do you Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But I would put it below Mario Brothers.
1: Yeah still above Fear Street? Or, yeah,
0: yeah, for me, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good place. So that puts it in 26th. The more I think about Mario Brothers, the more I enjoyed it, you know?
1: Yeah. So
0: it's crafted really well. It was. That's,
1: okay. That was pretty go. easy, that wasn't easy, it? Yeah. Look at that. We now have got 33 films on the wall. Right, so have it's your choice to pick what we're doing next. Uh, month have you made your choice?
0: I've made a choice. Yes. I've not made the second choice, but I know what my first choice is, and um I'm going to make the second choice right this second. Are you excited? I am yeah it's gonna, gonna be an epic one. It's epic. gonna be epic, yeah. Um so it's the first film is going to be Killers of the Flower Moon. hmm Thought it might be.
1: Oh, I've got a. Uh, I could guess what your other film's going to be, but I'm. I'm well, there's
0: options now. Mm. This has opened up. Yeah. It's going to be a Scorsese film. Yeah. Has to be more than ten years old, right? Yep. Yeah. It's between three for me. It's between three. Do you want me to air my yeah. thoughts? It's between Taxi Driver, mm. Raging Bull, mm. or Gangs of New York.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say Goodfellas. So. No. Okay.
0: Hmm. Because I haven't seen Gangs in New York since I saw it in the cinema. Right. And then, but then Taxi Driver and Ranger Bull are very early. Mm. So whether you compare an old one with a new one, with the latest one, or one I haven't seen in ages. That's my, They're my all good. Uh, or even Mean Streets. I've not even seen that.
1: What's your gut setting that you want to pick?
0: Um, let's go with Taxi Driver. I think okay. that is a good comparison.
1: Killers of the Flower Moon and Taxi Driver. So
0: where can you watch Taxi Driver? You can watch it at the moment on Sky. And Killers of the Flower Moon will be out. uh, I don't know when it's out on Apple, but it's out in the cinema on the 20th. Yeah, I'm not sure about Apple. It's Uh, usually a few weeks after. Yeah. But by the time we actually record it and it's out, it might be on Apple TV.
1: Yeah. One hour and 36 minutes. What is? uh, Sorry. Three hours. I'm thinking, oh. I've got it wrong in every part because it's not 36, three hours and 26 minutes. That's how long Killers of the Flower Moon
0: is. Intermission. Bringing back the intermission.
1: <sighs> if any film needs one, it's that. Oh, DiCaprio and De Niro together. What a treat. It's going
0: to be insane.
1: Taxi Driver's under two hours. That's nice. So that's
0: it. Is it? That's it for the film club. So thank you for persevering. Uh, if you've listened to both, if you've listened to one, Go and watch the other one then. Go and listen to the other bit. But it's been an absolute pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Alice. Uh, Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Focus Film. Is that it? At Focus Film blog. At Focus Film blog. Same on TikTok, I believe. By the time this airs, we might be on Substack. But if not, just uh, you'll see it on Instagram. Go to Instagram at Focus Film blog. Follow us. Follow us and get the latest news. Next time, we're going to be talking about horror films and why they're so great and why we like them. So even if you don't like them, come and listen to what we think um is the logic behind why we love them so much. Yeah. But yeah, thanks Anis. See you. Thanks guys. <sighs> See you next time. Yeah. Uh,